Hello, my name is Dale here with another podcast here. Uh, I want to talk about the debt ceiling uh, debate. Basically, the president went in there and probably told, this is my opinion, probably told Kevin McCarthy that, look, we, I'm going to run the uh, 14th Amendment or the Democrats in the House already have a plan that's already ready to go if you all don't want to um deal i think that's what he told kevin mccarthy he like no we're not doing that bill y'all passed where it's cutting 22 percent of everything of every agency we're not doing that right off the bat so i think that's my opinion of what happened i think uh kevin mccarthy knew that i gotta go back to my people with something some type of cuts something so president biden said all right we taking all this off the table right here. We're not even doing any of those. So the few look cuts they got you basically saying, hey, we're going to stay at the levels we are. Kevin McCarthy knew that. We're going to stay at the levels where we are. Where, and the growth rate of the debt, we'll just raise it 1%. We won't go past the 1%, which is kind of high anyway. So within that, these agencies they probably could you know cut within the agencies anyway you know um whether it's clawback some of the money that they're spending on something thing you know i'm pretty sure biden president biden has met with his uh different agencies and you know to see where could they you know draw back on some things to uh, meet that growth rate because you already got your spending set so if for an example uh, pre-COVID, you were spending at $800. Post-COVID, you're spending at $1,000. I think Biden probably said, hey, can we get it at 900 You know, what can we trim to about 900 And then once we uh, move forward to the next year, then we move to, you know, back to 1000 So basically, or basically you're getting an extra 1%, which is a lot when you think about a trillion, you know, a $4 trillion budget, 1%, you know, so that's still a lot per agency. And so to claw back on the IRS, so that was over 10 years anyway, 80 billion over 10 years. So what are we roughly saying? Uh, 7 billion a year? And half of that was for it was forty six billion of that was for enforcement. The other was uh, mainly to upgrade their system. Their system is antiquated, and it does need upset uh, upgrading, uh, which they are doing. It's better. You can kind of set up a lot of things online that you couldn't do in the past. <laughs> uh, the one thing that you they do need more people to uh, answer the phones and answer questions throughout the year. Uh, because when you try to contact the IRS, man, you probably can um, go to work for half a day before they answer. A lot of times, I'm being exaggerated, but a lot of times it takes about two hours, two to three hours sitting there with your phone on hold before someone answered the phone that's because most of the stuff now you can do online but sometimes you just want that person maybe to waive some penalties maybe to waive some interest that's on your um 
amount that you owe but pretty much for the most part you can set up your installment agreements or what have you or maybe you had a question about a letter you got so uh and the best time to call anyway the irs is like 7 a.m in the morning at least you're getting ahead of the count but by the time you get to the afternoon the, the wait time is just unbearable you just have to keep trying till you get somebody so uh i think overall the president scored a big win uh with the debt debt ceiling and you shouldn't have to call it a debt you know a win because basically it should have been hey we're just raising the debt ceiling because we owe uh this amount period now then you come back with the budget and then you that's where you make those cuts so you know you horse trade or whatever so in the sense that what they wanted which that's what the republicans do anyway they give you this outlandish uh bill so it's a game for them and it's that's a tactic for sure we want to cut everything by 22 percent so what made them upset was they didn't even get the cut to 10 percent <laughs> you know what i'm saying so usually all right, we're going to destroy all these programs. Okay, we'll just roll back this and that, you know. Uh, it's usually they get what they want by going way outlandish. And the reason they were so upset is that that didn't even work. You know, say what you want about President Biden. He's been around so long that he know those tactics. And like I said, he just came in and said, no, we, you can scratch that. We're not even playing that game at all. This is off the table. Uh, most of the programs off the table. So we'll play around with work requirements. You know what work requirements are? Hey, are you looking for a job? Yes. Name the three jobs where you put in the application. So the best thing you can do is uh, keep a running list of the jobs. Uh, so you can have like, usually what those programs last for 13 weeks or whatever, and, and then they reevaluate, uh, basically you just need to have, you know, uh, three jobs per week, you know, 35 jobs that you have a list and you say, yeah, I apply for these three and you write it down you write the address and the phone number. I mean, if they check, you know, Hey, maybe you did put it in. I would suggest you would just put those applications in. Or if it's really a reason why you're not able to work, you ask for a waiver. And from my understanding, President Biden gets to decide whether you get the waiver. His administration gets to decide whether you get the waiver or not. So that's kind of basically what work, pro, work requirements are. That's already been there. This has already been in place. Uh, you saw these, the reason I know, because you saw these work requirements in place during unemployment, uh, during the pandemic, it was, it's the same ones that applies. So it depends on the state. It's the same ones usually that applies to, uh, if you need, uh, food assistance or whatever, or if you need, um, a free lunch or reduced lunch is it's about your income that you're getting in and what prospects you got, what you're trying to do. So. I mean, it's just a, I mean, it's just a formality of asking questions. Now, hopefully that makes people actually go out there and look. But for the most part, no, I don't think just looking at data, nobody in a position to work. 
is just sitting at home not working. Most of the time, people on these assistance programs are working. They're working at Walmart. Uh, they're working at these fast food places, you know, where they just go in and work so many hours. And that's why a lot of times you'll see Democrats say we're subsidizing these uh, wages one way or the other. So why don't we just wait, raise the minimum wage so people get paid more? So the government or taxpayers are not subsidizing Walmart's labor force or these restaurant labor forces. So one thing that did happen is a lot of these places did raise their rates because they needed or the uh, minimum wage because they did need people to come to work. I think when they looked back, a lot of these uh, corporations actually wish the government would have uh, got the minimum wage raised because they ended up paying $20, $22 an hour to get people to come in and work at these restaurants. Why? Because when people were sitting at home and, uh, you know, all these programs where you had rental assistance, you had, uh, you know, we got the stimulus. And and if you stayed in a, in a home where you was paying a mortgage, a lot, it depends on your mortgage, you was able to put a year, almost up to a year, on the Aries or the back end of your loan. So you didn't pay a mortgage for a year and then it's on the back end of your loan when you start back. So people was able to say, oh, you know what? I can uh, probably just deliver or drive Uber or do this and that, uh, do a little task here and make the same money I was making when I was going into work. That's what happened. And people realized, well, I didn't really need to be eating uh, $300 a week, <laughs> I, you know, I'm cooking at home now because really a lot of restaurants are not open. And so a lot of restaurants have quality has went down. So to get people back in there, they did have to raise those minimum wage rates. So I just wanted to leave it here. Uh, I think President Biden, he gets underestimated every single time. And I think McCarthy uh, was the latest person to figure that out. His team, like, man, this guy is pretty tough, you know? So, uh, and I think he was, he had that 14 amendment in his back pocket. And he was like, yeah, if I have to, I don't want to, cause they're going to get tied up in court. But if I have to, and I think if, I think the Democrats are pretty confident that they can win all three branches up and come in. And then just change, you know, actually do what they need to do. Eliminate uh, cinema and mansion in the Senate to get things, you know, get things done that need to be done. Because basically they are Republicans. But at the same time, I have to look at mansion in a different way because he's out of West Virginia. So he's representing a conservative state. And so he still votes 90% with the Democrats. It's just the priorities on certain little things that Democrats really want. He will like, would not do so. But other than that, he votes 90% with the Democrats. So I'm not technically mad with him. I'm just thinking if we can get, you know, around 54, 55 senators, that's a good, um, 
cushion to have, you know, with their age and everything. Uh, you know, just so many things can happen. You want that little cushion in there. But uh, so I think in 2025, uh, when the debt ceiling comes up, because that's off the table now, that's another reason they mad. They can't use that coming up this year or next year is off the table. So um, if they went back to house and everything, then it's just they I can see them really kind of just doing away with it or bringing back the McConnell rule, uh, which they probably should have took where the president just gets to uh, raise it. Just say, hey, the Treasury is raised, which they probably going to do anyway. But when you have it in law, it's better than than the Supreme Court we have striking some down, you know, because they're being partisan. But uh, I think doing that and then if the Congress object, then they can do a bill that would object to whatever they're doing. But it never puts the uh, full faith and credit in jeopardy or make everybody nervous across the spectrum, whether it's Wall Street or whatever. So but anyhow, I will leave it there. I'll talk to you later.